Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. Here we are back on a Thursday night where so much news and the hilarious happenings just keeps on getting through rapid fire. But this time, it's only about Marvel. You know, a lot of Marvel stuff has been going on and holy shit, do we have a few news. Now, before I continue on, I just want to reiterate, you're going to hear a lot of bitching, you're going to hear a lot of complaining from me today. But it's only because, it's only because... I care so much about this. It 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 pulls out of my heart. It it eases the soul. You know what I'm saying? Like it's at the point where I just can't help and just think about this over and over and I don't think I'm going to get over it anytime fucking soon. Now I'm sure you the listener is thinking to yourself, "What the fuck is he talking about?" No, no, no. No, no, no. See, patience is a virtue, my good young friend. Patience is a virtue. I'm talking about Spider-Man's face. You've heard the news. I'm sure you've seen the images. Spider-Man's face being completely changed due to Insomniac for the PS5. And holy shit, do I have a lot to say about that. But that's going to be for the main event of the evening. I'm going to save that for last. The first piece of news that we will be discussing, we have our Miss Marvel. Yes, we actually have our Miss Marvel. Her name is Iman... Valani, what credibility does she have? How does she get this work? Who the bloody hell is she? We'll talk about that and more. All that plus our superhero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get our shoutouts out of the way, shall we? And I guess this is a quick shoutout to, you know, Brie Larson. Happy 31st birthday. Yay. Okay, anyway, moving on. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I don't like her at all. I, I really, really don't. But you know what? I'm being unbiased here. You know what? Let let me, let me rise above the hate. Let me, let me look at this from another perspective. She turned 31 today, our Captain Marvel. Happy birthday, Brie Larson. Even though you can be obnoxious with your ways and your ideas, you know, whether I like you or not, I'm still a fan, sort of. And, yeah, this is your birthday, this is your day, so happy birthday to Brie Larson. And, of course, I'm also doing this because my angel loves Brie Larson, she loves Captain Marvel, so I will be nice, I, with a grain of salt, I will be nice and give the appropriate shout-out to how it's supposed to be. Happy birthday, Brie Larson. I also want to give a shout-out to Jamie Foxx. Apparently, news has hit today that he is in talks to reprise his role as Electro in Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3. Now, do you believe me when I say that the Spider-Verse could be coming into live action soon enough? Maybe sooner than we think, and it's right there under our noses? 
We have Sam Raimi directing the Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness. And now we have Electro. Electro from Jamie Foxx from The Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie. Going to be reprising his role in the Spider-Man 3 in the MCU for Tom Holland's Spider-Man. This is mind-blowing because let's face it. When his supposed death scene with the whole electricity thing, there was no body to be recovered. He just poof, disappeared. And if he's been sent to another dimension, the MCU's dimension, holy shit. That will prove once and for all that the multiverse within the Spider-Man universe can exist. And if he's going to be one of the villains for Tom Holland's Spider-Man, all Electro has to do is just incorporate and yell an Easter egg from the Amazing Spider-Man into this one, and then possibilities are motherfucking endless. I said it many, many times before that this is what needs to happen. The Spider-Verse live-action films can be a reality. We can actually have the crossover between Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and Tom Holland Spider-Man, and all it takes is just a couple of characters to intertwine and, and and tie that bow, tie that little knot. So that way everything can become intergalactic. That's not the right word, but you know what? You know exactly what I'm trying to say. So if this is true, and he is coming to the MCU as his role as Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man 2, holy shit, like I said, possibilities are endless. And I am excited. I'm now excited to see the movie so much more. Fucking hell. You have to wait a year. Well, I wouldn't say close to a year, but... As I said earlier, patience is a virtue. But congrats to Jamie Foxx for this news. Hopefully everything is true. Hopefully they get that ball rolling. Whoever the writer is for Spider-Man 3, for Tom Holland Spider-Man 3, do a killer job. I, I, I have faith. I have faith. In the spider people. I have faith. That's all I have for the shout out today. Let's dive into our meat of the episode. Which is talking about Iman Vellani. Our Miss Marvel. That comes up right in a bit. We have our Kate Bishop, we have our She-Hulk, we have yet to have our Moon Knight, which most likely, hopefully, maybe, God willing, it is Keanu Reeves, but now we have our Miss Marvel, Iman Vellani. Now, the first time I heard this name and I looked at the picture, I'm like, okay, okay, she looks young, she looks dark-skinned. You know, to play the character. Okay, who the bloody hell is she? I've never heard of this person ever in my life. And apparently, she's a newcomer. She's a new person into the acting world, to the acting business. And boy, I have to say, that takes a lot of balls, a lot of courage, a lot of strength. Because I'm sure she has tons of acting coaches and her parents and everyone around her. Maybe a few yes men, a few no men, you know, on the fact that, hey... 
the acting world is tough, but just forget the naysayers, forget the negatives, and just keep pushing and keep doing what you do and what you do best. And you'll get your break. And holy shit, did she get a break. First of all, I want to be one of the few to actually say, not one of the few, you know, because I did reach out even though I'm nobody to these people. I said congratulations. I said congratulations. That is awesome. That is great to hear. We have someone, we finally have our Miss Marvel. I wanted to do a little bit of digging. I wanted to know, okay, how did this happen? Where where in her work, you know, like how, how was she casted? You know, how was she casted? And I did a little digging, of course. And it says here real quick, you know, don't worry, it's in my notes. She created a pandemic-inspired stop-motion short film six months ago, which she dedicated to Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige. Now, that's hard work and dedication right there. Holy shit. That is hard work. Hard work, dedication. Hard work, dedication. Hard work, dedication. Fuck yes, man. That That is something. And I'm sure Kevin Feige was impressed and told her to audition and told her to do all of this other stuff that, you know, she knew that she had to do. And I'm actually proud as a fan, as a person that loves the role of someone within their character and likes you know, when someone gives it 110% in every role that they do within within movies, video games, writing, anything. Like, I'm actually proud. I'm, I'm a fan that's very proud and will look forward to her work. You know, uh, there was a lot of stuff that, you know, a little bit about her that I want to read off real quick. Let's see. Um, give me a minute. Okay, here we go. Last year, Iman Vellani, I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. If I'm not, then I deeply apologize. Last year, Iman Vellani was announced to be one of 12 members on the Next Wave Committee for the Toronto International Film Festival. The Next Wave Committee is a group of students comprised of young film enthusiasts who go on to make selections for films to festivals. As part of this, Vellani spoke with CBC about her pick for the best film at, at TIFF, the T-I-F-F, Choosing the film Hala. The film follows Muslim teenager Hala as she straddles between two cultures. Hala has to walk the line between her Muslim faith and Western values that live outside of this culture, which sound eerily similar to themes tackled in the Miss Marvel comics. And these were her words. I think the one that actually just spoke to me the most was this little film called Hala. And it was just beautiful the way that Minhal Beg. Baig, the director, projected her entire life story into this charming character of Hala, who was the Pakistani-American Muslim teenager with immigrant parents, actually just like myself. So I was really able to relate a lot to this film. And this article actually continues on where she was a huge, huge fan of the Avengers, and she inspired to be like Iron Man. So if you truly think about it, this... For one thing, she's Canadian, 18 to 19 years old, I believe. This person, this, Miss Villani, I'm going to call her Miss Villani. Miss Villani actually is the epitome of Miss Marvel. Because in the comics and in the video game, which I just finished playing, Miss Marvel is a huge fan and wanted to, you know, be like the Avengers and wanted to be like the heroes. And now. Ms. Villani is literally doing the exact same thing. 
if that is not a huge sign from above that says that this is a role that you need to take, that this is a role that you were born to be, that you were striving so hard to be, I don't know what is. And to actually make something like this to happen, to actually bring it to to the president of the MCU, for him to even take interest in it, no matter you know what's been going on, knowing that he's extremely busy with other stuff, that has to be commended. That has to be that has to be commended beyond belief. And it just goes to show that if you follow your passion and and you do the hard work, you dedicate yourself every single fucking day, you have no idea who's watching, you have no idea who's listening, but all it takes is for one person, in this case the big boss himself, to look at you and be like, "Okay, this person has merit. This person has promise. Let's give her an audition. Let's uh let's see what we can do." Let's see if we can open up that little spot and try to see if she can do it. And by all means, she did. So once again, congratulations, Miss Iman Vellani. I hope, I really, really do hope she does not succumb to the pressure of the scheduling conflicts that which will happen, which it is bound to happen. I hope that she will not be ridiculed by trolls all over the world. I really hope that she will not break. I really hope that she is up to this task. Because like a superhero, which she will play, she cannot disappoint. I wouldn't say disappoint, that's the wrong word. She cannot waver. And if she needs help, I'm sure there are people around her that will help her. I'm sure there are people, not only in the MCU, but, you know, her friends, her family, that will continue to coach her and guide her and do what she got to do to get shit done. And she's very young, which means the world is the fucking ocean for her. I know she'll stumble. I, I, feel, I feel like I'm saying this like I know her personally, and I really don't. This is the, Like I said earlier, this is the first time I'm hearing about this person. But I know she'll stumble. And I know things will be hard, but my message to her and my message to everyone, including myself, including myself, keep moving forward. Don't fucking stop. Because like I said, you never know who could be watching. You never know who could be listening. You never know who could pick up that phone and just call you for an important job. God damn. Congratulations, Iman Vellani. I'm hoping that I saying that <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm saying that name right. I hope that I'm not butchering that name in any way, shape, or form. If I am, I do apologize once again. But congratulations, Iman Vellani. I'm sorry. Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Can't wait to see your work on Disney Plus. Now, on to the meat and the grittiness of the episode Spider-Man Remastered. No, they should call it Spider-Man Recasted. Goddamn, where do I begin with this? A lot of people have been hearing what's been going on. And the PS5, which is coming out obviously very soon. If you haven't pre-ordered it, I know the pre-orders for the PS5 is being a hell of a challenge right now. It, you know, it's... It's like anything else. There's going to be hurdles. There are going to be obstacles in our way to get what we want. And it, it it occurred to me that 
maybe I'm just not ready to get the PS5 yet. Not yet. You know, not yet. But that was just another sign. And then the Spider-Man PS5 trailer happened. I have never, ever in my life disliked a video so fast on YouTube when it relates to Spider-Man. I have never, ever done that ever in my life until yesterday. Until yesterday when I saw the trailer of Spider-Man's face. Completely new, completely different from the original face that we've known from the game. Now, I'm going to continue on in terms of doing a little bit of a backstory here. So that way you'll have a better understanding in terms of what it is that I'm talking about. Insomniac made a decision... And they knew that in order for a previous game for the PS4 to actually hold merit and promise within the PS5 and transfer it to next-gen consoles, they literally had to make a lot of tweaks and a lot of changes from a previous game so that way it could hold up for the PS5 or Xbox or whatever the new generation consoles are going to be. So they had to make a lot of tweaks. They had to make a lot of decisions. So they said... That in order for the effects for the game, for everything to hold up in peak condition, they had to make a lot of changes, especially recasting the original facial features of the guy named John Bubniak. 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 I'm sorry, his name. John Bubniak. Yuri Lowenthal was the voice of Peter Parker. And the facial capture of motion capture was done by John Bubniak. He is the face of Peter Parker while Yuri Lowenthal was the voice. Apparently, according to Insomniac, in order to ensure that the next generation consoles would actually match the facial recognition to the voice actor, they needed to recast the actor in order to have a closely resemblance to the voice to Yuri's and that recast was done by Ben Jordan that is why you see the new face which at first when I saw it I'm like hold up is that Tom Holland because he looks like an older version of Tom Holland I shit you not and I was not the only one that saw that so many people thought the same fucking thing and I thought to myself I'm like no way no way is 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 this really how it was supposed to be? You know, a guy from Twitter basically said this, and I'm just going to repeat everything that I just said, but summarize it a little bit better, because I know what I just said was pretty much vague. Yuri Lowenthal's face and movement performance was captured for Peter Parker and then used on the character model that was based on the scan of actor John Bubniak. JB's face doesn't match up well with Yuri Lewenthal, who is the voice of Peter Parker in the game, for motion capture, so they decided to change it to get a better, more effective performance. So that is the main reason why the face is completely changed from John's face to now Ben Jordan's face. And let me tell you, I am pissed off to a fucking bone. I said earlier there's going to be a lot of bitching. I said earlier there was going to be a lot of complaining and this is it. This I it's hard 
for me to truly accept this. It really is. I don't like this. I, I hate the decision of what Insomniac has done. And they said it time and time again. Oh, we have good reason. We have good reason. Yeah, well, motherfuckers, you guys dropped the ball on this big time. You guys dropped the fucking ball. And I'm going to explain why I feel this way in a little bit. But I want to bring up another quote from one of the developers of the game. And you'll understand more exactly what I'm trying to get at. Because, again, you can you can have your own opinion. And of course, this is my opinion. You can have your own opinion in terms of how you see this. But, like I said, I, I don't like it at all. So, this is from one of the developers of the game. Today's news about the new Peter Parker face model has surprised some of you, and we at Insomniac totally understand your reaction. Heck, it even took me a while to get used to Peter's new look. But as we discussed the franchise's future and moving to the PS5, it quickly became apparent that delivering even more believable-looking characters made finding a better facial match for actor Yuri Lowenthal, who we love as Peter, a necessity. We care as much about this character as your attachment to him, so please know we didn't make this decision slash change lightly. As we did throughout the development of Marvel Spider-Man, we'll continue to read your comments, listen, and always be looking for ways to improve every facet of the game. At the same time, I hope you can trust us that this decision is what we feel is best for the future of the franchise and our upcoming goals for this beloved Marvel character. End quote. I'm trying so fucking hard to have an open mind about this. I'm trying so fucking hard to understand their point of view in terms of why they made this decision. I I'm believe me, believe me, I am trying so fucking hard to accept this and I just can't do it. And I and and what bothers me so much is I have no choice but to accept this. You have to understand from my point of view, when I played the Spider-Man game for the PS4, it was like playing a movie. It, it, it was like playing one of the top 10 movies of all time in the form of a video game. I love the video game so much that I probably played it maybe two more times. I didn't want to overdo it consistently. I wanted to take my time with it. I wanted to take my time with the DLC. I wanted to take my time with the story. I wanted to take my time with the side missions and the quests and, and picking up items. And I wanted to take my time with this game and I didn't want to beat it quickly because I knew that I would have to be disappointed to continue to wait for the sequel to come out. And when I played the ending of the game... Where and spoilers by the way, if you haven't played the game, it's it's been over two years, so spoilers by the way. When I played the ending and I saw Peter Parker's facial reaction and 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 I'm emotionally invested. And that's the thing where if friends and family they know about me, they know that I have an emotional connection and investment to Peter Parker, especially this one in the fucking game. So when I played the ending of the game and I saw Peter's emotion where he is depressed and he is sad and he's seeing Aunt May die right in front of him and it tugged at my heartstrings and it fucking made me cry. 
because I was feeling what this game character was feeling. The powerful emotion of the voice actor Yuri and the facial reaction from John uh, Bubniak. It was powerful. It was mind-blowing. It, it, it's a bunch of words that I can't even name off the top of my head. But the fact that remains is, it was so good. And as I said, it's like a movie. If you recast a main character from a movie that you love with all of your heart and heart and soul of souls, it leaves you disconnected. It leaves you emotionless because you don't vibe with the character anymore. He looks different. So automatically that connection is no longer there. This is exactly the type of thing that I said of what would happen if for any reason, which I hope they don't, but if for any reason they decide to recast King T'Challa slash Black Panther. If they decide to recast them, it's going to piss off so many fucking people. Because we're already emotionally invested within Chadwick Boseman. That's the same thing how I feel with this game. And maybe I don't know that much knowledge about what's what's going on for video games. Maybe I don't understand the true knowledge of motion capture and how effective it has to be in order to ensure that if you're switching from one uh, console to the next where everything has to be perfect. Maybe maybe the old face, John Bubniak's face, was not perfect. And maybe it would have been somewhat shit in the next-gen console. But, you know, maybe give us a chance to experience that. Maybe give us a chance to judge for ourselves whether we decide if it's good or bad. And I know some people are... You know, they're they're falling in between. Some people are on the good side of this decision. They support this decision. And other people are on the bad side, like myself. And other people are far in between that they don't they just don't give a shit. They just want to play the game. I get that. But as someone of myself that loves the game, that pays attention to story, that gets emotionally involved with these characters, it's something that I don't think I'm gonna let down for a while. Which is why I am not planning on getting this game for the PS5. I will stick to the PS4. I will stick to this game for the PS4. However long it takes. I just pre-ordered Miles Morales Spider-Man for the PS4. Because as I said earlier. I don't think it's a necessity for me to get the PS5 right now. Since I know myself and I know full well that I'm not going to be spending that much time on it. After I move to a new location early next year. Guys, I know you think this is not a big deal. And I know some of you may think, oh, well, you know, I actually like the new change. Or maybe some of you agree with me, some of you don't. But this is how I feel. And what bums me out the most is the fact that I have no choice but to accept these permanent changes when the sequel game comes out. 2021, 2022, 23, whenever it comes out, I have no choice but to accept those new permanent changes. I don't think I'm going to let this one down. I, I'm really not. I'm sorry, Insomniac, but you guys dropped the ball on this one. You really did.
And I know Yuri Lowenthal actually came out and said, hey, don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at Insomniac. You know, you know, blame me. Blame my facial features that I don't have a strong jawline or whatever. I'm like, dude, here's here's something that I want to ask, though. Here's something that I that I'm very, very interested in asking. If this was an issue, why have they not done this from the very beginning? Facial features change all the time in video games. I get that. But it was not that important as it relates to this. At least in my opinion, it's not. Why have they not done this from the very beginning? If they knew they were going to eventually turn over and change to the PS5, to new generation consoles, and I'm sure Sony has been in development about this for years now, why have they not saw this... And done this from the very beginning. I just don't get it. And I know I'm just a fan. And I'm probably thinking to myself. Or some people are thinking. Well maybe they didn't know. Or maybe they didn't test to see how far they were going to go. Yeah maybe. It's just. Or maybe I'm just looking for any excuse. To blame them even more. That's probably it really. This has probably has been the most upsetting that I've been for a while. And it's because I care so much about this. And you rarely hear me complain about anything Spider-Man related. Unless it's a bad story. But you rarely hear me complain about something Spider-Man related. All I can say for right now is... When the sequel comes out... I know that I will play it and I know that I'm going to push my feelings about this aside and just enjoy the game as much as I can. But until then, until then, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. And that's all there is to it. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing and doing what you do best, which is helping me do what I do best. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you agree with me in anything that I said or not, if you want to tell me to go fuck myself or maybe you find some middle ground as well and you want me to look at this from a different perspective or a new point of view, by all means, let me know. Hit me up on OTC Volume 2 or Mike Garcia VO, Twitter or Instagram, whichever you prefer. Now, like we always do at the ending of the show, let's get our superhero quote of the day. And this one is from Uncle Ben himself. With great power comes great responsibility. You know this quote better than anybody, because my reaction to that is, I have the power. And I'm responsible to do what I got to do to protect my family, help my friends, and help myself. And whatever I got to do to move forward, that responsibility is always there. Guys, have a great weekend. Hopefully, I did not bum you out in anything that I said. But as, as always, this is my opinion. It's my two cents. Till next time on Monday where we will talk more of the hilarious happenings in the world of comic book movies and shows. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.